talk with Dr. Kathy Shanzer today about her upcoming trip to Africa, her mission trip. She goes twice a year, and she is in the final stages of preparing for her next trip. So, Dr. Kathy, if you want to tell our listeners and patients um, your trip that's coming up, and then at the end, maybe how they can help you with supplies for your next trip. Okay. Our next uh, mission trip, we will leave on January the 9th. Our container left on Monday, so all the surgical supplies and medical supplies, as well as the food we were able to gather on Saturday through Feed My Flock mm-hmm. at St. Louis mm-hmm. Church. So that was a huge thing. They gave us 120,000 meals. Wow. Uh, and we have a group of volunteer women there that when it comes in, mm-hmm. they get these big bats and they start you know, mm-hmm. fixing all this food for the people that have walked for days and days mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, uh, we're really excited about a couple of things that are going on in the mission trip because we now have a Global Ophthalmology Fellow that will go with us from Will's Eye Institute uh, every trip. Before we had one just for the January trip, mm-hmm. but now they're going to send one for each trip. And these uh, fellows, and fellow mm-hmm. doesn't mean guy, it mm-hmm. could be girl. Our last mm-hmm. one was Suzette. Uh, but it, they will come in and uh, assist in the cataract surgery and do the small incision cataract surgery, but in addition they will be teaching it to cataract technicians. So in, in Africa, a lot of the countries have cataract technicians who are not ophthalmologists, but they learned how to do. They have learned how to do just this one procedure, um, and because the incidence of blindness, uh, reversible blindness through cataracts, is so huge, mm-hmm. and so we got to take care of these people somehow. So now we're having cataract technicians help with that. So that's one thing that's exciting. Also, we met at the last Academy of Ophthalmology meeting with the Himalayan Cataract Project. Mm -hmm. And these are people that started in the Himalayans setting up eye care uh, programs. They're very interested in coming into Sierra Leone and setting up a residency program there, which is great for the future. So we can start planning for who's going to take over Mm -hmm. once I am too mm-hmm. old to do that, <laughs> <laughs> which will be another 20 or 30 years, so we've got some time to work on this. But uh, they uh, are very interested in our program in Sorong mm-hmm. because we do see so many patients. At the same time, a woman has moved to uh, the capital city, and she was trained in Rwanda and is a native Sierra Leonean and mm-hmm. plans to stay there. So she recently got married. Her parents live in the capital city, and she'll be there. She'll come to the village a couple of times while we're not there mm-hmm. and just help with the load of the patients that are there. Mm-hmm. So we have those three things that are happening to try to get, um, try to get more manpower. We also met with a company from India who makes some of the surgical supplies that we need because we're having to personally buy Mm -hmm. more and more supplies because the companies are not giving us as Mm -hmm. much as they used to. So this company from India will actually make up little packs that have the supplies that we need for a a small incision cataract surgery so that that can be done when we're not there, but also when the doctor from Freetown comes in, she Mm -hmm. can use these. They will ship those directly from India to Sierra Leone, and we've arranged for the Catholic Church to accept those because somebody has to be there to accept Mm -hmm. it, and then it will be transported to the village. So Mm -hmm. that will help on our present cost, but also allow us to have some supplies there so that we're sure we can just keep things going. Even if we're not showing up with our container, there will still be supplies so they can continue doing uh, the work there. Will you be able to have access to those supplies for not this trip coming up, but the next trip? Actually, it will be for it, this trip. It will be in it, place. It will be delivered before we get there. Okay. The end of December is what they 
uh, promised us they would do. Now, granted, you know, not right. everything works out like you want, but that's our hope that those will be there, and that and that we can that will give us a chance to see what their products are like. Mm -hmm as well as utilize the supplies that we already have so we can decide, okay, how much do we need to beg for supplies versus right. how much can we get right. from the uh, company in India. And just to give you an example, we can buy like intraocular lenses from this company for eight to $10, whereas in the United States, the cheapest you can get is like 100 to $135. And these advanced technology lenses are more like $1,000. Right, right. So, um, so you can see where that's a huge savings mm -hmm. for when we have to buy yep. things. And even just right on down the line, whether we're talking about gloves or eye drops or different types of things that we use in surgery, they're all much less. Mm -hmm. And India has been one of the places where they have just, they have done an incredible job of caring for their poor who need cataract surgery. And, and there are some of those doctors that can do so many in one hour. It's not uncommon for really? them to have a couple of surgeons and they'll knock out 300 patients wow. in one day. They just, wow. just, it's just constant. And they set it up so they have two tables. They turn this way and they do this one. They do this one and they just knock them out just constantly. Wow. It's amazing, it's just amazing. I, I wished I could do that, but I haven't quite gotten that good, so anyway. So are the clinics fully functional clinics that you go to? or, or This are they is a clinic that we uh, opened in 2006, and it is it operates year-round. So the mm -hmm. people that run it, as well as the people who keep it running, so we have to have somebody who keeps the generator going because right, there's no right. electricity in this building. Well, that was my question, yeah. Um, and to be sure that all the equipment keeps running, so we have a guy that works on the equipment. We have another guy that works on our vehicle. So um, and we've, got, mm -hmm. we've got an ophthalmic nurse. We have an optician. Uh, we have a cataract technician. We have a number of ancillary ophthalmic people. So we send money every two weeks for their salaries because none of them are paid by the government or anybody else. So that keeps the clinic running. So even when we're not there, they're checking people for glaucoma. They're doing refractions and giving them their glasses. Now, we only can do best fit for glasses mm -hmm. because we don't have an optical shop where they can be ground. But if somebody needs a minus 150 and we have a minus one, it helps them, right. you know, function. Uh, it helps Absolutely. them at least function. And then obviously reading glasses. We have tons of reading glasses that we get. We get donated. We have, um, we have a group here in Memphis that will take glasses that are donated and they clean them and put the screws in if they need them or whatever they need. And then they bag them according to the power. So the bag of minus one about and minus two and plus one mm -hmm. and plus two. So they bag mm -hmm. them according to the powers. And those that are very abnormal types of glasses, like somebody who maybe had five diopters of astigmatism, mm -hmm. we can't use those. <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the chance of us finding somebody that has you know, the amount of either nearsighted or farsightedness and the amount of astigmatism mm -hmm. is just pretty slim. And um, there's actually a computer program that will tell you What's the chance of you running into somebody that needs that? And so if it's real low, we just don't even bother carrying mm -hmm. it. Gotcha. That's great. That's great. Because I do know that you have um, patients, former patients, when they've had cataract surgery or LASIK surgery right. with you, they'll bring in their old glasses and donate them for yes. the mission trips. And we appreciate that so much. Yeah. Yep. And I believe we can... I know you said there's a company that reads the prescriptions, but are we able to do that in-house? Well, we can read do some of those, that. But, just but, kind of like and separate them for you like that company does. Well, that would be yeah. great, but everybody's so busy. I don't know that yeah. they have time <laughs> I know. to do I know. We, But we do. I know that um, um, actually the, we've got a, a bag somebody brought in to Carrieville this morning. 
um, to donate to the oh, mission. Oh, that's great. Thank you. But, um, yeah, so that's great. And so tell us, um, you have the supply shipment that left this past Monday for your January trip. So your next trip will be in early January. summer. Yeah. And you will be packing a container for that from when until when? Um, well, from now until now? at least probably in March. March, people um, can make donations. Right. What if you? What is your top five wish list items that people you really need the most when you head that way? Well, for for people that are not in the ophthalmic industry, um, so things other than what we need as far as supplies, mm-hmm. we can always use supplies for the kids at school mm-hmm. because they have no books and they have no paper or crayons or pencils or anything, so they can always use um, any school supplies. And and as I mentioned, they don't have books, so mm-hmm. if we can always gather books. I have one of my patients who makes the little beanies for newborns, and, um, and those are just cherished so mm-hmm. much. And so she brought me a big bag, two big bags, actually, mm-hmm. about two weeks ago. So those are on the container, mm-hmm. and they'll be given out to the, the mothers. And if there aren't enough, there's a lot of fighting, so we've learned oh. to be really careful when we hand those out that we've got enough for the people that are in the hospital at that time. And because we have um, we have the water wells, we're seeing more and more babies born before they would die, oftentimes yeah. in utero, because yeah. the mother would get some waterborne illness mm-hmm. and then lose the baby. Um, and oftentimes, even if the baby was born, it was so premature, it couldn't survive in the environment. Um, so those sorts of things, the baby things, the school things, any type of things that might help us with the water wells. These are the deep bore mm-hmm. water wells. Mm-hmm. So we have a water well guy that goes around to each of them, and he um, and he checks them. But right next to the water well, we have a bar of soap that hangs there with with water that they can wash their hands mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. so that they don't go in and start using the handle yeah. with any. It's an agricultural, yeah. yeah. Bacteria, right? So oh, we yeah. want we want all that to stay as clean as possible. We have a fence around the water well, so animals can't get into it. So mm-hmm. we're trying really to to help with that issue. As a matter of fact, when the Ebola crisis came through, people from our eye clinic went out and handed out handed out soap, mm-hmm. um, reminding people you learned about hygiene mm-hmm. and cleanliness mm-hmm. and keeping everything clean and washing mm-hmm. your hands. Please continue it. And we had no cases of Ebola in our village. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sierra Leone was was hit really hard, mm-hmm. but not in our area. So we're awesome. pleased with that. Just teaching them the basic, mm-hmm. basics, right? Exactly. So talk to our patients a little bit about some of the procedures you anticipate on seeing when you go down there. I'm sure you see a wide range of injuries to the eye and just diseases well, of the we, eye when you go do. down there? Absolutely, we do. Uh, and cataracts are the number one cause of reversible mm-hmm. blindness, so we see lots of cataracts, and that's what we do most of. We do see lots of glaucoma, and we've been real fortunate to get some of the new glaucoma. We call them the, the, the microincisional glaucoma. Uh, so we can put some of those in at the same time as we're doing the cataract surgery. That's been real helpful for our okay. glaucoma patients. But then we have lots of other things. Um, and sometimes I don't know what to anticipate, mm-hmm. so I'm always by the mm-hmm. seat of my pants. But this last trip, I had a lady who had had shingles on her face, mm-hmm. and it caused her upper lid to evert and mm-hmm. it scarred open so she could never close that mm-hmm. eye. So her cornea was getting all irritated. And so I released the traction of the scarring and took a graft from her arm and put it on her lid and made a new lid for her mm-hmm. so she could close her eye. Mm-hmm. I had another lady who had a big tumor and 
cut that out and put a skin graft on her face so that mm-hmm. she could close her eye on that side. We frequently have kids who come in with big tumors so that they're mm-hmm. already blind and there's not a lot we can do for those. So those always break my heart. I talked to some of the some of the doctors at different hospitals and they said the problem is that for you to give any type of chemotherapy, it has to be intrathecal, meaning it has to be through the spinal cord. That has to go into the cerebrospinal fluid mm. to give, for them to have that. But then you have to do blood counts every week and nobody will stay in the village right. because they've got to go back right. to their farm because that's their livelihood. Right. And they can't just leave a child there. So uh, there's not a lot we can do for those. Those are, those are the most mm-hmm. you know, heartbreaking ones. Right. And then every once in a while we get somebody who um, has been treated by traditional medicine and uh, we had one two trips ago where the, the child had, um, the grandmother had placed bark on the child's eyes because that's what the traditional healer mm-hmm. had said to do. And the child came in without a cornea. Mm-hmm. And it was just horrible. The child was in so much pain. And there's, again, there's just nothing mm-hmm. that we can do in those situations. So um, there's always something new each time I go. I never know what I'm going to run into. And I do a lot of praying. I'm, I'm sure. Um, so how long will you be there? How long are your trips when you go we, to Africa? We try to be in the village for at least two weeks. Sometimes mm-hmm. we can extend it to three weeks. Mm-hmm. But the travel time is about three days to get there. Right. So we go from Memphis to some other city in the U.S. and then from the U.S. to Europe and then from Europe to Freetown, Sierra Leone and then seven hours up country to get to the village by mm-hmm. land. So. Mm-hmm. And I think the last time we talked to you about your mission trip, they've been doing some work on the road. So they it's, are, not well, it's not as difficult to get to your that's village. exactly right. And they just elected a new president who is from our area. Mm. And so we're going to see a lot of more, lot more paved roads yes. coming through our village. Um, right. So that's what we're to help for. To help the patients just get yeah, to you. Yeah, just to get Simply there. Because get there. they do have what they call transport, which is a minibus that they fit Everything. I mean, they have mm-hmm. so many people crammed into this minibus, and they have they have this stuff on the top of the minibus mm-hmm. so high that if they take a curve too fast, it turns over. It happens all the time. And then they'll strap a goat to the back, and you see them holding chickens. I mean, it's just everything in this little minibus, yeah. and that's their only form of transport. That's so. amazing. So um, let our patients know how they can donate. Uh, they can bring it to 5350 Poplar. Um, up to the ninth floor. Mm-hmm. That's one place they can bring mm-hmm. in. Um, you can also call 901-569-3939. That's Tom Lewis. He's our executive director of the mission. He does all the arrangements. And if anyone is interested in learning more about it, they can go to our website. So that's southerneyeinstitute.org. And, um, and we're always looking for volunteers to come and help because we can have you working in the clinic or in the surgery or fixing the food for the people or for finding a place for them to go mm-hmm. or just moving patients from one place to another or working in the schools. Uh, working, we, we even have a sports program trying to build community, mm-hmm. and that's another place. And, mm-hmm. and young people, we always love having um, young people go with us. So um, junior, senior, high school students and college students, they're always welcome. Perfect. Thank you, Dr. Shanzer.